Series number series of generous responsible the Saka family in memory of Joseph Saka. Last night we begin the opening bracha of the Amidah, the bracha of Avos. Chazal, as we mentioned, described not only the opening bracha, but the opening section, the open unit, the opening three brachos, as corresponding with Avram Yitzhak and Yaakov, the birchas Avos. We mentioned last night, why do we begin with Avos? We should ostensibly begin with Gvura, Gvuros, Hashem's might, His unique and distinct power, what makes Him categorically different than everyone and everything else. Why are we out of order and why are we out of hierarchy? Start with Hashem's greatness, then move to the Avos. So we mentioned last night, first interpretation is the notion that we invoke the Avos as a matir. Rav Avigdor Miller says, who are we and what are we to ask him, to have a conversation with him, to be in dialogue with him? What's the matir? What enables or allows us? What gives us our license to even begin this conversation? What gives us a right to praise, to ask and to thank him? The fact that the precedent of the Avos Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov do, and so we invoke that. The second reason which is offered is implicit in the, in the words themselves. You know, sometimes when someone does a nice or a kind thing for us, we forget. We pay back that debt, we move on. Someone does something and it becomes part of history. But the Rebona Shalom Hashem doesn't forget. He's Zocher Chazdei Avos. He remembers the kindness, the devotion, the loyalty, the fidelity of the Avos. And he loves us because he loves them. Sometimes you meet someone who says, you know, I was very close to your grandparents. I knew your great-grandparents. And they take an affinity, they show an affection. They love us because they love our ancestors. They had a closeness. We begin our Amida, this conversation. We begin what ultimately will be an expression of our needs and our, our requests, our wants, by reminding Hashem, the Zocher Chastei Avos. Hashem doesn't forget, He remembers. Just as an aside, that's the Zichronos section we'll mention shortly on Rosh Hashanah. Zichronos, he's Zocher Kol Anishkachos. I'll give you a little Rosh Hashanah Siddur snippet bonus. What do you mean Zocher Kol Anishkachos? He remembers that which is forgotten. Why don't we just say he's Zocher, he remembers everything. Why specifically do we highlight he remembers what's forgotten? He remembers everything. So several commentators bring down, they mention, he remembers what we choose to forget. Many people remember what they did right. They forget what they did wrong. Many remember when they behaved. They conveniently forget or erase when they misbehaved. So davka specifically the nishkachos. He remembers what we forgot. So if we remember the good things and we forget the bad things, he'll remember the bad things. But if we remember the things that need to be corrected, the things that need to be improved, and we don't harp or rest on our laurels, we don't take pride or only remember the good things, then he will remember and invoke the good things. What we choose to remember, he doesn't have to remember. He's going to remind us and remember what we forget. So choose what to focus on and what to remember, and then HaKadosh Baruch Hu will instead focus on that which we got right. So Hashem is Zocher, he remembers. And here in the Amidah we say, Zocher Chazdei Avos. He remembers the loving kindness. He remembers the merits, the schuyos of our Avos. So reason number two why we begin with Avos is to find favor, so to say, with the judge, with the one before whom we're going to come and to express our needs, to remind him of that special relationship. But the third reason, the final reason, it's brought down by the Tzvasemes, the Rishis Chachma, that our Avos, in fact, reached the pinnacle of creation. Our Avos led lives in which they were entirely dedicated to Hashem, to pursuing His mission, to be Marbek Vod Shemayim, to pursue perfecting the world in His image and according to His vision. 
They achieved the highest level of dveikos, of bito, of the yesh. The avos didn't feel an independent sense of I, of self. They entirely were submitted, surrendered to Hashem. They practiced bito and dveikos. They attached themselves, they clung exclusively to Hashem. Chaim Veloshan of the Nefesh Chaim writes that the avos, their minds, were always on Hashem. In the back of their mind, even if they were doing something else, was always a mindfulness of the presence and the expectation and the responsibility that we have to Hashem. How did they do this? They didn't have the Torah per se, it wasn't yet given. They contemplated the wonders of creation, the wonders of the world. They saw Hashem everywhere around them. So we begin our Amidah, we begin this intimate rendezvous, this connection, we begin this conversation in which we're going to ask Hashem for things by invoking the Avos and aspiring ourselves to a similar life and lifestyle, that we should too be capable and that we too should be worthy of practicing bittel, to nullify any sense of ego or self, and to live a life devoted to Hashem. Now, Hashem wants us to get pleasure and joy. Bittel doesn't mean you can't have a geschmack life, enjoy life, but not to serve ourselves, but rather to transform the pleasure of this world as a means, as a channel, as a connection to grow close with Him. So we invoke the Avos, not because we're trying to find favor with the judge, and not because it's a matir to say the rest of the Amida, the other two explanations. Kornis Vasemis and the Rishis Chachma were invoking the Avos as our model to aspire to that level of a connection of Dveikos, to remember why we're here, what life is all about, and why, when He will answer us most favorably, we can nullify any sense of self and live in order to advance Him and His interests.